Top of the morning, it's a brand new day. I am R.D. Roger Dickerman, a fitness and wellness strategist, and this is the R.D. 3 Podcast, where we focus on three prompts to move the ball forward every day, no matter what. They are input, something positive, output, something productive, and activate the body. On today's episode, we talk about what works, the boring and the thrilling. Can it be about process and result, vices, clean environments, and full workout plans. My friends, today I want to talk about what works. Over the weekend, I took inspiration from Saturday's championship UFC fight. Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. Framed another way in terms of their primary skill sets, it was decorated wrestler versus decorated striker. I understand not all of you are fight fans. I promise I will make some sense of this. And the goal, of course, is to use it as a framework for talking about something in the health sphere. The fight itself was not exciting. The majority of it was the wrestler, Usman, imposing himself and his skill set on Masvidal. He controlled him, he stayed disciplined, and he rinsed and repeated several tactics to ultimately hoist his championship belt. So why did this inspire me? The human reaction to the fight was... Boring. Absolutely boring. I get it. Usman removed a key element of sports and life itself. Magic, chance, thrill, that what is going to happen next emotion. Watching someone step forward, chop wood, and carry water motivates very few people to buy a pay-per-view live event and few people to be excited about that pay-per-view live event. I get it. And yet, it's what works. I think that's why it inspires me. That's what inspires me. You know, coming from this fitness and wellness strategy realm, it's what I know works. Stepping forward consistently, chopping wood consistently, carrying water consistently is precisely what creates long-term sustainable change. So, thought of one way, thought of through one lens, long-term sustainable change can be about boring. Move more, boring. Eat clean, boring. Sleep more, boring. Less screen time, more meditation, boring and boring. Like a fighter chasing a knockout, it's why so many seek huge impact fast. It has to take a new tool, an intense sweat, a mega challenge, an overly restrictive diet, the complete all-in to get the job done. And yes, the job does get done, but it's a job that's prone to swings. Extreme in one direction leads to extreme ultimately in the other. But today, I pose this question. What if you thought about it a different way? What if thought of another way, long-term sustainable change was about priorities, finding magic, finding chance, finding thrill in the results. Boring process maybe, but incredible results. What else can be reframed? Boring food, can we reframe that? What about a new recipe, a new combination, a new flavor profile? We visited a friend's house over the weekend, shout out to you Steve, and he made unreal ribs and Asian noodle salad. No done up sauces, Something you could absolutely eat healthfully, but man, was it well done. New flavors, different flavors, 
well done, high quality, it inspired me. What else? Boring exercise. Can we reframe that? How about hiking or a sport to reframe endurance or sprint activity? You know, every time I pick up a basketball for the first time in a long time, it's instant fun. It's an instant positive connection. And the activity, the beneficial activity, falls to the background, which is great. So with all this in mind today, I want to distill a final point about process versus result. You know I'm a believer in the process. Trust the process. Focus on the process. Focus on the process and you get the result. Focus too hard on the result and often the process itself is lost. There is disappointment. There is burnout, etc. But with today's discussion in mind, maybe part of our overall reframe is Trust and focus your efforts on the process, but allow yourself and your attention to be thrilled by the result or the possibilities within the result realm. And part of that is vision, projection, allowing yourself to dream a little, allowing that dream to evolve. At the end of the day, Kamaru Usman hoisted his championship belt. That was his result, his vision, his projection, and his dream that probably evolved over the years. From high school wrestling, to college wrestling, to moving into mixed martial arts, to going from one organization to the next as he, you know, climbed the ranks. And then to today, top of the food chain, biggest organization in the world championship belt. That was his thrilling part. That's what captivated his attention. And that's what put him in the gym day in, day out, chopping his wood and carrying his water, doing the small things, the boring things, the process things, the effective things. And I bet that's what it will be again throughout his next title defense. Now your and my results and our processes almost assuredly are not as extreme as his. But watching him fight on Saturday left me thinking, you and I, we can take something from him, something from his blend of process and result. We can apply that and we can benefit. And that is my overarching point today. But now to move it into the the actionable, right? The tangible the three things to pass along to you in the name of input something positive, output something productive, and activate the body. Today is about my own reframe. Rogers, this guy. See, as I was watching Usman do his thing and gaining inspiration from that, I was also coming to the realization, and I would say this was more of the climax or crescendo of my realization, but I think it was probably weeks in the making, I realized my own process was off kilter. And as these things often happen, it becomes a slippery slope. Small slips compound. One day, you wake up, I wake up and realize, I woke up and realized, this isn't ideal. This isn't getting the job done. If I let this thing go on for much further, I really won't like the end result. Now, 
We can dig into the why, which is something important, getting to the root cause. That way you can, uh, you know, as you're changing things, you can also put in some fail safes, make sure it doesn't happen again, or at least it doesn't happen again for a long while. And I imagine a lot of it for me had to do with the recent stress of the business, uh, the business, tra- the closure, the transition. Hey, it's a big life event. Got to be honest about that. Got to be upfront about that. It just is. And it affected me. It affected the process. And ultimately, it's going to affect the result. But regardless of reason, it happened. And here we are. Okay, great. So I recognized my own process was off kilter. Here are the three main things I am reframing in the name of my own process. And I imagine, and I hope, you can take at least one of them for your own. Okay, number one. In the name of input something positive, vice management. First, what's a vice? To me, it's anything that significantly changes one's state of being. Why do I use the word significantly? Well, technically, consuming anything changes your state to some extent. But celery, nah, doesn't fit the bill. So, I typically categorize the applicable vices, the things that significantly change, to, or categorize them as, caffeine, alcohol, and sugar. They are the three categories I most commonly discuss with uh, other people, and also myself. So when any of these things, or all of these things, again, caffeine, alcohol, and sugar, when any of these things slip, it's an insidious process. Why? Because they don't only, you know, it's not seaball hit ball. They don't only affect what you directly think about. They affect so many other parts of the health equation, namely sleep. These are big sleep disruptors. A lot of times in a big way. So hey, I am not an all or none guy. I believe you also know this about me. I do believe in very real social utility, enjoyment utility. These are real. They matter. But in my own world, I saw an opportunity. I said, hmm, I am personally, caffeine was still in in a nice box. I felt good about that. That was not creeping over too much. But I said, hmm, I am letting sugar and alcohol creep in where I wouldn't normally. This slope feels slick. It's time for a rebalance. And to answer a natural question of yours, I'm at my absolute best physically and mentally when when I allow myself approximately the following. One cup of coffee per morning. Shout out to local Pretty Bird Coffee. Had their wild child blend this morning. Quite enjoyed it. So allow myself one cup of coffee per morning. Something like two to three drinks, depending on strength, once per week. Once per week. And something that I wouldn't consider healthy in the food department, so that something could contain sugar or whatever, twice per week. One cup of coffee per morning, that's daily. Two to three drinks once per week. Something I wouldn't consider healthy in the food department twice per week. That overall structure leaves me feeling like a rock star combining health optimization and that social and enjoyment utility side of the equation. I want to make that clear. 
It's the combination of those worlds. That to me is the right balance while not militantly depriving myself of anything. So if I was coaching you a little bit, I'd say, hey, how's your vice management world? How is it going? What's your right level of caffeine? For some of you, it might be none. For some of you, it might be two or three instances of caffeine. Just what's right for you? When do you feel like a rock star? When are you blending the health optimization side with the social and enjoyment utility side? I would pose the same question in the alcohol world. I'd pose the same question in the sugar or pseudo unhealthy food department world. What leaves you feeling best? When might that slip? What's the root cause or root causes of those slips? And then how can you reframe and rebalance your own world? Those are the questions that I would be asking you. So that's my number one. Moving on, number two. In the name of output something productive environment. Someone, an author out there I think is killing it and I know, you, I know you know I feel this way because I quote him often. I caught a tweet of his last week, again, putting out good content. James Clear, at James Clear on Twitter. Quote, the more disciplined your environment is, the less disciplined you need to be. Don't swim upstream. I love this. Uh, shout out to any of my coaching clients. You probably can remember me saying something like, stack the deck in your favor, Right? And these, these types of statements go hand in hand. Make it easier for yourself to be productive. Set the game up to win. So, for me, where this was applicable, it was pretty seaball hit ball, cause and effect. In closing the business chapter, tons of papers, memories, random supplies came home. Where'd they go? Why into the office, of course. While this was necessary... It's also super necessary to now organize and clear all of these things out efficiently. Otherwise, it leads to a physical and then mental mess that persists. For me, I don't know about you, but it's very difficult to think and do the deep work with piles and boxes stacked around me. So, my most productive environment, my office desk setup, has been compromised, and it's on me to fix it step by step. And the nature of this project, it's not a one-day project. It's kind of a one-box-at-a-time project. So I need to prioritize it and knock it out, most likely, over the course of the next two weeks. I think it's about a two-week project. Onward and upward. Here we go. Let's tackle it. All right, so that's what it was for me. How about you? I'll turn it to you. Can you take something from this discussion for yourself? What does your work environment look like? What does your workout environment look like? Because that matters too. If you have a piece of the house, a piece of a room, a piece of the garage, a full room, a full garage, a full basement, if you have a space set up for workouts, that matters. Maybe that's been overrun with kid stuff or storage or it's just been pushed to the side. That matters. Takes it out of your view takes it out of the sphere of what gets used and done. So that is what I would ask you to consider today. What's number three? Rebalance, reframe number three in the name of activate 
the body and go into the well of my overall plan. You know, I get a question a lot. What do I do? What do I do personally? And again, that's the theme of today. I'm giving you, I'm throwing the doors open, throwing the curtains open. I'm letting you know really tangibly what am I personally focused on? So for a stretch of weeks in the activate the body world, I was completely undisciplined here. Now, again, we can, we can tie back the root cause. I was in the city a lot, dealing with the business, blah, 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 whatever. It happened. I was completely undisciplined. I was far from sedentary. I will say that. Fortunately, at my worst, I am still out hiking on that uh, canal trail near our house. I am still doing pull-ups in the playground here and there. But I was off my game. I was off my game. So here are the simple process-oriented things I am focusing on to reclaim my physical excellence. By the way, I want to drop a, fun, a funny note here. How will I know I've succeeded? My kid called me squishy the other day. Squishy. It was a direct ego hit. She said, Dad, you're squishy. And I said, I will know that I have reached my result, my dream result, my vision result. When I ask her the question, is dad squishy? And she says, no. So that is one of my funny levity-based results markers. Okay, so here's what I am doing to get unsquishy and to reclaim physical excellence. Five things. Number one, base level of activity. Very important. I want a cumulative amount of activity on a weekly basis that is nudging myself forward. So for me, what does that mean? Specifically, there is a road break on the trail that marks just over two miles there and back. See ball, hit ball. Accomplish that, getting there and back, at a minimum. I can always go over, but at a minimum, accomplish that every day in any way, any shape, or any form. I can do it via a walk. I can do it via a light jog. I can do it via a deliberate run. I can do it via a sprint sequence. Doesn't matter. How do I feel? How's my body feeling? gauge how I'm accomplishing it based on that, and go for it. That's my base level of activity, number one. Number two, one single hallmark bodyweight strength challenge. Remember back in, geez, this is a number of podcasts ago, but I have referenced it over time. I had a 32, I created for some clients, a 32-day step-by-step, how do you double your physical capacity chart. And yes, I am imposing that on myself now. My goal is double my pull-ups. Pull-up day one was yesterday, and I probably skimped a little bit. I knocked out 10, called it a day. Probably could have done 12 or 13. So let's call it I have to get between 20 and 25 to consider this a success. So onward and upward to 20 to 25. Here we go. Number three, anchor something else to that strength challenge. While I'm not deliberately driving these moves, every time I do work on my pull-ups, I'll then just drop off and do one and a half times the quantity of squats and then push-ups. Low mental effort, not particularly challenging, but it keeps those motions going and it puts in the cumulative work. So that's just low-hanging mental fruit. One, two, and three. Base level of activity, hallmark strength challenge, anchor some other simple strength to those challenges, Number four, three, one, two, three, three, 2,000 meter rows on the rowing machine per week with at least one of those three 2,000 meter rows done to max capacity, meaning all out. 
So each 2000 meter row should take me somewhere between, I don't know, somewhere between seven minutes, eight minutes and 30 seconds, somewhere in that range. At least one has to be on the more aggressive end of that range. And the other two doesn't matter. If I'm feeling aggressive, go for it. If I'm not casually, just knock them out. One pull after one pull after one pull. And finally, number five, one, one single bro lift, I'm calling it, that accomplishes the intersection of functionality and vanity. Functionality, because it'll contain my deadlifts for the week. Very important for me, one instance a week, lower body work. And vanity, because it'll contain my upper body pump for the week. So yes, that is where I can uh, work the curls, triceps, shoulders, all of those things. That's my plan, one through five. Maybe that sounds complicated to some. Um, if you are on that side of the spectrum, I would just stress that uh, much of this is going to take care of itself. There's really only one complex thing in there. That's the, bro that's the, the overall functional and, and, and vanity workout, right? That's the long thing. Every other thing, if you just look back along the road, every other thing is easy and simple and short and direct. And I think that's important because it doesn't take complexity from Monday to Sunday to get the job done. So there's really only one longer lift or workout in there. Again, those rows, they're taking between seven minutes and eight minutes and 30 seconds, all in, all in. The pull-up quantity, the way I have that structured, that takes as little as a rest day. Some days are nothing. And some days have some volume in there and they'll take, I don't know, five minutes. Immediately after those, those push-ups and those squats, a minute a piece, maybe, and that base level of activity, the trail, walk to run, the two miles there and back. I do that anyway. So to me, that's not stressful at all. That's even when I'm at my worst, I'm still doing that most days. Now it's just making sure I have more consistency in there. So again, low, low, low stress is the name of the game for me. So if you're looking at it and you think it's complicated, I would just reemphasize that side. If you're looking at it and you say, Raj, that's not enough. It doesn't sound like it's enough. I would come back at you and I would say, I believe it is. And here's why. One, I'll be leading with the kitchen. I think that cleaning up the food side is going to move mountains in terms of, <laughs> in terms of the squishy dad, right? Um, but what I'd also stress to you, the power of consistency. Most plans that are scripted, most intense plans, let's go back to that, right? Those, those magic plans, those swing for the fences plans. Most of those plans that are scripted are unsustainable. I promise you, promise you, if I do these things consistently, week after week after week, I promise you it's going to get the job done. So no matter how you're looking at it, just want to stress those, those different things to you. So that's it. I would love to hear from you. So today was a lot about me, but it's tangible and it's real. This requires no projection. I'm literally telling you what I almost know with verifiable certainty will work for me. And I am curious, what are you taking away for you? What aspect or aspects are you nodding your head along and saying, yes, aha, I can benefit from a rebalancing, a reframing in my own life, and I like how you put blank. I think this is going to work for me. I really would love to hear from you 
as to what that thing or things are. So please, reach out. Twitter, at Roger Dickerman, all one word. Email, rd3, at rogerdickerman.com. Fire it over. Get fired up. Reframe, rebalance. Draw that motivation, inspiration from the result. And then tie it back, drill it down, and emphasize what sometimes is a boring process, while also finding ways like we discussed to spice that process up as you're executing. Get after it, get it done. My friends, I will talk to you next week.